Hello and welcome to Ready, Set, Retire, an audio guide packed with information to help you achieve a successful retirement. I'm your co-host, John McComb, with more than half a century of award-winning broadcasting experience. It's my pleasure to join Lori Pinkowski every two weeks for Ready, Set, Retire. Lori is an award-winning and highly respected portfolio manager and senior vice president at Canaccord Genuity, who has been successfully managing retirement portfolios for over two decades. We're here to talk about everything from financial and estate planning to travel, hobbies and health matters and so much more. Whether you're thinking about your retirement or already living your retirement dreams, Ready, Set, Retire is for you. And Lori, uncertainty is all around us, never more so than today, whether it concerns a global pandemic, the economy, your finances, health and relationship. Much of what lies ahead in life can feel uncertain. Yet as human beings, we crave security. We want to feel safe and have a sense of control over our lives and well-being. Unfortunately, with the, the news of the new variant Omicron, that's caused a lot more uncertainty in the short term. And uh, while we might not be able to control the outcome of this unknown, we can control our response to it. And when we do that, we change the game for ourselves, and that is resilience. The skills of resilience give us the tools to get through challenging situations and even feel okay while in the midst of them, which is the key skill we need at this moment. Exactly, John. As a portfolio manager, it's my mission to protect people during times of uncertainty, no matter what gets thrown our way. We don't have every answer, especially at this point in this situation, but we always have a plan in case things don't turn out the way that we want or expect them to as well, right? We need to be ready to take action in any situation. And so it's important that investors out there have a strategy that utilizes a disciplined approach to navigate these uncertain times. And volatility is just, it's a part of investing. And every time markets go down, though, everybody's shocked again. Oh my God, I can't believe markets are down. And it's as natural as them going up. And you have to expect that this is going to happen here or there. It can create a huge opportunity at some point as well. And even as this Omicron story unfolds, John, which we're watching throughout the day since we initially heard about it, again, it's important to take steps to prepare for it when we do get the news, whether the vaccine is effective or not effective. That's really what we're waiting for in terms of this situation, I think, in terms of the market's volatility and for things to stabilize. Well, today on Ready, Set, Retire, we are discussing how to manage your emotions as well as provide some advice on how one should expect their portfolio to be managed in the face of uncertainty. We're going to talk about how having a proactive team who will be your best defense in dealing with market uncertainty and the strategies Lori and her team employ to manage risk when the future becomes unpredictable. Given the volatility in the markets we've seen recently, having strategies to manage risk is extremely important. We'll also talk about how to plan your retirement during uncertain times and how a financial plan can help, Lori. Now, with the news of the Omicron variant spreading last Friday, we saw just a huge sell-off in the markets. I think they were down 900 points that day. Uh, throughout the pandemic, we've had to deal with extremes and out-of-the-ordinary obstacles, everything from border closures and travel restrictions to lockdowns, 
government emergency measures, and on and on and on. You know them by heart. <laughs> I think we all do. So again, there's a lot of unknowns out there related to the variant at this point, and that uncertainty is creating some of that increased volatility that you're talking about in markets. And so one thing you have to keep in mind is when you do see the media coverage on the market and a sell-off, right? So as you said, everywhere around us, Dow is down 900 points. Oh my God, that's crazy. But at the end of the day, that was just over 2%. So it would be different if the Dow was at 10,000 instead of 35,000. And so that point drop is less significant. Although when we see a large point drop, whether it's 500 points or 800 points, I mean, that is somewhat significant. So of course, we're paying <laughs> paying attention. As I was saying to you earlier, before we started taping, is just we watched the futures market. So we already knew Thursday evening, Thursday night that this was going to happen. We could see futures down 700 points. So we knew what we were walking into on Friday. And again, coming up with a plan on how to deal with that is just so important, John. You just can't sit on your hands and go, okay, well, everything's going to work out, which again, we hope it does. But what happens if it doesn't? What sectors are going to be hit the hardest? Uh, what would happen to the markets? All those sorts of things. That's what we're planning for. That's what we're spending our waking hours doing so that we can, one, protect clients during these times. But number two is also take advantage of this correction. Because again, we've seen what a correction does. Last year, 2020, markets fell by 35%. What happened after that? They rose. After every correction, markets move higher. So again, when will that be is the question. Well, this story continues to change and update, but at uh, the time we're recording this, we had the following information. Scientists are analyzing how its symptoms differ from current strains of the virus. There have been cases in multiple countries. There is worry that current vaccines will not be as successful in fighting it. On Tuesday morning, Moderna's CEO said there's a good chance that the current vaccines may not be as effective. Uh, scientists continue to express confidence in the ability to develop new vaccines and treatments that can deal specifically with Omicron, and they're saying this could take a few months. We're waiting to see the efficacy of the current vaccines to the new variant. So still very much uncertain about how this Omicron part of the virus is going to affect people. So how does one manage a portfolio during a time like this? We're at the beginning stage of this correction at this point, and it could change any day depending on the news that we're going to get. And the first step in managing uncertainty as an investor is definitely choosing an advisor with a strategy that you can relate to or that you're comfortable with so you don't end up making snap decisions. And if you're the type of person who doesn't care about volatility, then maybe a buy and hold approach may be okay for you. You may look at this and go, okay, well, the world will get over this, no big deal. However, if you want to see changes being made in your portfolio, you want to see um, an advisor trying to protect you during times like this, then what you need is a more active approach. And and also you may feel better if, if you can see what's happening in your portfolio, I find. So transparency, we've talked a lot about this where in mutual funds, you can't see what's happening inside. And a lot of them, they're not actually doing much trading of any kind anyway. But again, when you have a portfolio with an advisor where you can actually see your holdings, you can see them selling and you can see them raising cash or investing in bonds, whatever it might be that they're doing, if you can see it, then you may feel a little bit better and might be able to sleep better at night. You want to make sure that your portfolio is properly managed and avoiding high risk companies, even to begin with, might be helpful, right? You don't want to be in illiquid investments. And for us, again, we incorporate a few different strategies, which we'll talk about, like stop losses and things like that. But 
keep in mind, as I said, pullbacks are completely normal and healthy. But the recent weakness, again, I, I do think investors have a bit of PTSD from 2020. And so everyone thinks it's going to be like last year. I don't believe that. I think that that was a unique situation. It was the first time we had heard of a pandemic and lockdowns. And unfortunately, we got kind of used to it now, John, didn't we? Yes. So it's really, uh, you know, news is going to come out and we're going to react at that time and also have a plan for that news as well. And is there a difference between a market dropping because of market issues, because of technical issues, uh, financial problems, as opposed to something like the COVID virus, which now, as we know, we've been through for a couple of years and are just kind of riding this roller coaster. I mean, the market is strong from all we can tell, all that we've talked about the last many months. The market is in a strong position. You just once in a while get these <laughs> these roller coaster rides. You get these unique drops. but Unique drops, yes. <laughs> you know, for the most part this year, the market has ignored COVID and COVID cases and COVID numbers. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at the pandemic, the economy is kind of working its way through. We're seeing strong GDP numbers. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, this week, the Fed has come out and said they're going to taper and reduce stimulus and that they're coming out with this news, even when we're finding out about this new variant, tells me that things aren't as bad as what we may be seeing right now in the media. You know, and they are also talking about inflation again. It's not transitory. And of course, markets, we already knew that, but this just confirmed it. And so that's, again, why you had another pretty big drop today on the markets. So how does active management work in today's markets and why does it matter? Give me some of the specifics that you incorporate into your clients' portfolios. I think 2020 was a great example on how active management during volatility, when things are changing very quickly, it can really help one's portfolio and also one's emotions, I would say. Again, we didn't have a crystal ball back then, but we took action. We raised cash. We have stop losses on all of our positions and every stock was getting hit at that time. I was looking around me going, okay, well, what's still open, right? Costco, Walmart, Amazon, things like that. And uh, so there was pandemic type stocks that you could invest in. So initially we raised a lot of cash. We maybe only had 40% exposure to the stock market, which is uh, low, but it was extreme situation. And so as I, I, I say what I do and do what I say, that's what we did. And uh, very close to uh, the market bottom is, uh, you know, when the Fed stepped in. And at that point, that was our green light to start entering back into the market. Of course, we get a few calls going, the world is, uh, you know, not a great place. How are you buying stocks right now? And our response was, I mean, you, you do have to step in at some point. And when you see markets drop 30, 40%, you're likely probably somewhere close to a bottom. But again, knowing what I knew from 2008, when they step in, usually good things happen after that. So again, that's that's why we started buying. So, you know, it's not that we knew or we know But again, it reduced the impact of that decline significantly for clients. We were down maybe one third of what the market was, and we were back to where we were within four months or so. And that really calms people's nerves, right, when you're going through something like that. So I'm not saying that I believe that this situation is going to turn to anything close to that. I really don't. But again, people think of last year when they start seeing a correction and start hearing about the virus again. I think some people will call almost with a fatalistic kind of attitude is, why are you buying? The world's coming to an end. Why aren't you selling? And you, in in your position, have seen this. And so you know that, yes, it is going to come back up and everything will 
be fine. It's just right now we're in a bit of a hiccup. And so that's where managing your emotions comes in as well, because you you have to believe that (laughs) that it is going to come back and everything's going to be fine. Yeah. But again, initially protecting, having some cash so you can buy stocks in in better sectors that will lead coming out of a situation is really important. And uh, you are right. Like we we've got some clients and I've told them that they are my indicator that when they finally call going, oh, my God, what's happening to the market? We should be buying. So so again, the more calls you get is actually an indicator that I should start buying. (laughs) So, yeah, because Lori's one of Lori's leading indicators. (laughs) Exactly. But investors tend to do the wrong thing, right? It's just something that I've seen and experienced over the years. But again, we're looking at many more indicators than that uh, when to signal to uh, start getting back in again. Absolutely. Now, we talked about uh, active strategy. How does an active strategy compare to a buy and hold portfolio? Yeah, buy and hold really is where they buy a basket of stocks, a basket of mutual funds, and they just don't make many or any changes to it. So this is a passive investing, right? And and again, it's not that all passive investing is bad. Um, markets have done well for years on, you know, if you look at the last decade, markets have done well, but we've had some pretty significant drops throughout the last decade. And are you an investor that can handle those drops? So, and what happens to a lot of people, they may be buy and hold until they're not. And they make that decision when the market is down 30 to 40% and go, I can't take this anymore. I'm out And that's where buy and hold usually, in my opinion, doesn't work because the average person cannot deal with that significant of a loss in their portfolio, especially in retirement. And so this is why I fully believe in active management, not just for the portfolio, but for one's emotions as well when you go through corrections or or even a crash, right? So it's important that you understand the difference. And if you are in a buy and hold strategy, just understand what that means. It means that you really would have much downside risk protection, really. So so again, you might be a person that goes, okay, it's fine. But the majority of people are not built that way. So as an active manager, what kind of strategies do you use to regulate risk and stay on top of what the market is doing? Diversifying the portfolio. I mean, that's probably thrown around the most in our industry, but it's true. Even if you love technology, don't own 100% in the sector. Diversify amongst other sectors. Take note to what's happening. We can see what our portfolios are doing second by second compared to the stock market. It's actually linked up to our quote system. So we're really on top of it. I don't think all advisors run their business that way or their portfolios. You just want to be diversified over stocks and bonds as well. Raise cash if needed. And you just got to look at where we are in the market cycle as well. And holding cash, it can be king, right? During times of extreme volatility. And this, again, I don't think this is a time to panic. This is a time to recheck what you're in, possibly add certain positions here where things are down. And hopefully we look to a strong close still for 2021. But again, the news is going to determine where we are. So that's kind of where we're looking at right now. And diversification is one of the tools that we use, but there are many, many more. What about bonds in a time like this? Uh, People think that bonds are uh, some kind of island of safety. What are your thoughts on bonds? So bonds have not reacted the way the stock market has reacted to this at this time. I mean, what we have experienced in the past is, you know, bonds can obviously go down. They're not like a GIC, but they usually go down when rates are going up would be one reason 
or in an extreme sell-off just in markets in general because they're not as liquid as stocks are. And so if you get a lot of selling pressure when people are just throwing in the towel of everything, selling their bonds, selling their stocks, you know, selling their real estate, whatever it might be. So that's where bonds can get hit too. But again, they came back just like the stock market did. And again, your allocation to bonds or stocks is something that you have to talk to an advisor about and they'll be making or helping you make those decisions as well. So how exactly have you managed downside risk? What would be an example of that? Well, we really want to remove the emotions from days like Friday. And, you know, if you came into my office on Friday, nobody looks stressed out. We don't. Really? Because we, really. Wow. We, we've dealt with this before. Nobody likes it. It's way better <laughs> when it's up 500 points. But again, we're not stressed out. We're, we're making logical decisions. We're trying to understand the news that's in front of us, get the real facts, not just the rumors, mm-hmm. right? Which is another thing that we look at. And then putting together a plan for the situation. Like, what is it that we want to reduce maybe? So we sold travel stocks on Fridays because to me, it was like there's still going to be a black cloud around the travel industry now again for another few months. So to me, it's like we could hang on to them. I'm sure they're going to be fine. And we didn't own very much. But again, I'd rather get into something else leading out of this thing that might do even better. So that's the first thing I would say about managing downside risk. Look at your weaker performers. Don't get all excited and sell all your stocks that are moving higher or doing well. You want to take a look at stocks that are underperforming and in what companies could be most affected by something like this if it, if it got worse. And then again, be a little patient though, too. We're not um, running out and selling everything because of the news that's out there. We're taking it day by day, taking a look at their positions and deciding what do we want to hold through this and also have some cash or have some powder dry. At a time like this, if you're already retired, you can't take a lot of these big, sharp drops because it's so darn hard to recover from them. And that's where I think active management really does shine. Transitioning into retirement under normal circumstances can be stressful because you're making a big lifestyle change. But how has this pandemic affected the way people plan for retirement? Unfortunately, the pandemic has led to a lot of complexities for those looking to retire. The nice part is, is that markets have recovered. This year has been a good year. So people are back in, I would say, that retirement mode. People who put it on hold last year because things were so uncertain in business, like especially people who are trying to sell their businesses or Um, If there are certain professionals that whatever their career was depended on the economy. And if it wasn't good, they weren't feeling good about making that leap. And I feel now that we have got a little bit more clarity. Markets have done well, that we're seeing more and more people getting ready for that big day. And we're seeing a lot of semi-retirement, though, too. I'm finding that a lot of people have said, with COVID, what am I going to do? I'm not ready to travel yet. So I want to keep busy. I want to keep mentally healthy. So if I could just work a little less, get paid a little, save some, and when things reopen, then they're they're ready to go. So I've seen that quite a bit as well. So, you know, some questions to ask yourself when you're thinking about retiring. Do you know where you stand financially? Can you afford to retire? Uh, is probably the first thing you want to ask yourself, right? <laughs> Don't just uh, make a quick decision one day and say, I've had it. I'm out of here. You know, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> Talk to your financial advisor first. Make sure you have a retirement plan. And I know I I hit this one on the head a lot, but I really do. Once or twice. (laughs) And, And I know it's thrown around in the industry again, right? But I can't tell you how many people come to me that have never had a plan. I would say the majority have not had a financial plan. So that tells me 
that advisors out there aren't doing them. And so I can see that firsthand. So again, are you track? Are you on track for retirement? Um, and did the past year change anything in your plan? And again, you know, how, how are you going to fill your time? I think it's important to also think about that. Like, you know, one is if you have enough money, great. But what are you going to do with all your time? And I would say the majority of people are very, very happy when they retire. They they like the time that they have. They get to spend it on things that they enjoy. And they don't have to, you know, go to work now at eight or nine in the morning. They can choose when they want to get up and, and do the things they want to do. So I, it's a very positive move for most people. But of course, there's some people who it's, it's not as positive. But that is that conversation you want to have with your advisor, with the financial planner, with your spouse, and see if retirement is for you at this point, at this stage of your life. Well, one of the things that science uh, tells us as, as we get older is that uh, staying active, staying physically active, doesn't matter what it is, biking or hiking or swimming or what have you, is so important. It's probably one of the most important things you can do. And I know when I was in the working world every day, sometimes it was difficult you know, to get exercise every day. But now that I'm retired... I have no more excuses. And so, you know, I'm out there, I'm hiking, I'm walking, I'm doing all of the things that uh, not only to keep my mind active, but to keep my body active as well. And that's just so, so important as we age. It's so important, you know, and even planning ahead for certain goals. I just uh, had a portfolio review with one of my clients who's 96 years old and him and his wife are planning a trip to Europe next spring already. And uh, he's very inspirational, super positive gentleman, and I love dealing with him. But again, seeing that kind of positivity and planning ahead and, you know, keeping busy, keeping active, I think uh, I think is important. I mean, he can always cancel the trip if he's uncomfortable, but at least there's something for him to look forward to. Absolutely. If you need any advice or assistance, reach out to your advisor or financial planner. Uh, having said that, do you have uh, any other tips for people planning their retirement during the COVID recovery? Yeah, I think the pandemic taught many people important lessons about money, you know, staying disciplined and don't panic when when you see a 900 point drop on the markets, for example. You know, I often say the world has gotten over everything in history and will again, right? It's just a matter of when. We just all want it to be rather sooner than later. We want to get on with our lives and I get that. But again, as an investor, as a portfolio manager, you have to look at sometimes when there's uncertainty and volatility out there that again, that that can create great opportunities in certain stocks or sectors. So don't be scared of volatility, I guess, even though it can feel uncomfortable it's equally as important that even when we're actively managing portfolios and raising cash and things like that, that, you know, we're putting cash back to work at the right time too. If you're one of those people that feels uncomfortable and you're not ready to invest because you see markets going the way they are, also think to yourself, go, okay, well, if I have a bunch of money in the bank and I am not invested right now, that this is probably a time when you have inflation at 5%, markets are correcting. Whether that time to invest is in a week from now or a month from now, I can't tell you that. But you should be ready because, again, every correction creates an opportunity. The stock market's always subject to tailwinds and headwinds that can cause you to question your overall investing strategy. And volatility can bring emotion into the decision-making, which is dangerous. You shouldn't have to change your entire investment plan, your strategy, but your strategy needs to be flexible to allow for your asset allocation to change with conditions. Exactly. You know, as active managers, we're always staying on top of changing market conditions so that we're well prepared for the unexpected. And we can navigate through these kind of situations confidently. 
And so we're always looking at making changes um, and staying on top of the changing news out there and making sure that we're trading on facts and, and not emotions. And as we always end with a quote, I think Warren Buffett said it best. If you're emotional about an investment, you are simply not going to do well. You may have all these feelings about the stock, but the stock has no feelings about you. So again, make sure that you have a disciplined approach to everything that you do, not just in the markets, but in life. Pretty practical guy for a multi-billionaire, isn't he? <laughs> he definitely knows his stuff. He does indeed. Uh, listen, it's been a pleasure, and we will do this again in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, in the meantime, take care, and great to talk to you, as always, here on Ready, Set, Retire. You as well, John. Nice talking to you, and I look forward to chatting again in a couple of weeks, and I'm sure by that time we're going to know a lot more than we do today. That's all for this week's edition of Ready, Set, Retire. If you're interested in learning more or have any questions, please don't hesitate to call Lori and her team at Pinkowski Wealth Management, 604-695-LORI, 604-695-5674. For Lori Pinkowski, I'm John McComb. Thanks for listening, and join us again in two weeks for another edition of Ready, Set, Retire.